tremendous rising thunder woke me. I rolled onto my back in the warm hay and tried to make sense of sight and sound. In the gloom, on the rungs above me, my chickens stirred and clucked. I blinked up past them at the little grey light that came in through the rotted and broken planks of the roof. So it was morning. The thunder, instead of fading, grew louder. I had never heard the like of it. No, wait, I had. In movies, though, not in life. The helicopter flew low and slow over my henhouse. For several long seconds it blocked out the light. The wash of air from its rotors stirred the hay about me, vibrating the henhouse walls. I jumped to my feet and tried to calm the flapping hens. The noise rose to a peak and then died away rapidly until there was only a whine that descended in pitch and then just a clicking and ticking like hot metal cooling. It had landed in the field just outside. I took a step to the door and put my hand on the handle and hesitated. I was reluctant to emerge, for I had left my only pair of trousers drying on a blackthorn bush about fifty yards from the henhouse, and my underpants lacked both elasticity in the waistband and integrity in the crotch. Also, I did not like to come out until I knew who they were. Was it fellows looking for a horse? Was it soldiers on exercises? Was it an international gang of criminals come to hide weapons or, or money or themselves in my henhouse? I shivered in the chill of the morning, put my ear to the wood of the thin wall, and strained to hear. A door clunked open in the helicopter, hissed back on greased rails. I heard the wet thump and grunt of a man jumping down to the soft ground. Then a second thump, grunt. A third. A fourth. But these seemed lighter in weight and tone. Now I could hear their footsteps swishing through the long grass, getting closer. And then a bicycle bell and a bicycle arriving, its spokes clicking to a halt. A woman spoke. A woman. I hadn't seen a woman in over a year. The woman spoke again, closer. Testing. Testing. Live in three? Okay. This is Stephanie Flanders for the BBC. Now that was a surprise. The other footsteps were approaching. No, I would never make it to the blackthorn bush. I tensed. I have spent the past week with a high-level European delegation that has been tasked with finally resolving the European sovereign debt crisis, said Stephanie Flanders in a loud, clear voice. Today we are in rural Fripperary, in the heart of the Republic of Squanderland. We were. You couldn't falter for content or delivery. Stephanie Flanders kept going. The head of the European Bank of Common Sense and Stability, Bertrand Plastique, and the Chancellor of Frugalia, Helen Dunkel, are about to make a surprise inspection of the most debt-encumbered asset in Europe, an investment property bought at the height of the Squanderland property bubble. I sighed. So that was it. Stephanie continued. The property in question is not a particularly impressive structure. 
I bristled somewhat at this. It was the finest henhouse for at least a mile, in, in every direction. Indeed, its debt is rather small relative to the trillions of euros that are owed by Europe's governments, banks, and individuals. We're here because out of all that debt, this is the one that has been rated the most likely to default. If they can solve this small but symbolic problem, then the leaders believe they will finally restore confidence in the markets. I heard the sheep in the next field give a collective bear and trot closer, drawn by the excitement. Hmm, my options were limited. Could I make a dash for the bushes while my visitors were busy talking to each other? There was a knock on the planks of the door. Ah, well, too late.